Hi Meg. Hi Jack. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm just above excellent as always. Hi to everyone who's listening to the podcast. This is Tribe Talk, which is a podcast for Tribe Youth Church. And we basically just talk about things that you want to know. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a few things. But if it's your first time, you're very welcome. We are now on episode seven. Seven. And I, ha- I forgot. Number. Totally stuff there to Meg. I looked at our stats online. We have over mm. 150 listens on the podcast in a few weeks, which is crazy. Because we're only doing this for a few minutes, like. Yeah. Oh my days! Shout out to the 150 plus people who are listening to Young Ones Talk About Jesus. Hi! We love you! Oh my days! Yeah. So, oh, my heart! That did my heart good. We were weak for that. So hope people who are listening are enjoying it. What we talk on this podcast is um, just about real stuff. We've talked about singleness. Because people yes. don't be talking about that life. Uh, we talk about drinks, drinks and drugs. And drugs. <laughs> Every time. Um, drinking drugs. We talked about what we're in at the moment, which is quarantine. We talked about loads of things. Um, but our hope would be that we talk about things that you you're not hearing about, and and from a Christian perspective, whether you're a Christian or not doesn't matter. Um, more than welcome to to listen. Um, but it's just having conversations around that type of thing. Meg's just now yeah. forgetting about the podcast. Sorry, yeah, I forgot you can't hear me. Sorry, yeah, I'm agreeing. <laughs> so that's our intro. So hope you enjoy the podcast and let's go. Woo! Woo! Okay. <laughs> the drum has played. I love, I love our little drum on the podcast. <laughs> me um, too. Today we are talking about what it's like to be a teenage Christian in Ireland today or just a Christian in general and before we get into that into dash we're going to introduce a new segment called Spitting Facts Hey just a quick little note on this podcast you can probably already hear it that there's been some technical difficulties we were recording on Zoom and the sound quality as you can hear isn't the best i think you can still hear the conversation and get get what's happening but just to give you a heads up on that we're very aware we try to mix things as best as possible uh, and also we're aware that at sometimes in the podcast there's a delay um specifically on meg's side and, and what she's saying so just be gracious with us hope you enjoy it i love you loads bye So hopefully you liked that little jingle that I just created for Spitting Facts. The fact of today is that in Ireland, and we're talking about the Republic of Ireland, 1% of the population is considered to be Christian. And what we mean by that is Bible-believing Christians, um, and particularly believing in the New Testament. So not Catholics, but Christians. So 1% of the Irish population is that. So the Irish population is about 5 million people. So 1% of that is 50,000 people. 
So if you're a teenager or a young adult listening to this, you do the math. That's not a lot of people that are Christians and your age in Ireland today. So what I think of that fact, um, it blew my mind when I first heard it, but it made so much sense because in Ireland, um, if you're not in a Christian home, you grow Irish Catholic traditions. So you mightn't be God-based, but you do things because Irish people have done it for hundreds of years. Um, and when you then find Jesus yourself and you find the love of God and you have Jesus in your heart, you're like, where are my people? Like, where, where are all these people at? And then you have your friends and your family being like, oh, she's Catholic now, she's going to Mass and she's saying her penance and whatever. And you're like, no, I'm praising the Lord and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, so it is, it's harder because we're scattered around the place, but it makes sense. But we're growing, so I meant that. Yeah. For a growing faith. Yeah, absolutely. I think that kind of leads into our, our next section, which is our testimonies. And what it means by testimony, that's like a, not a normal word that people would use outside of. Yeah. So testimony is basically what God has done in your life. And really kind of how, how did you find your faith? So for me, I... I'm 28 now, but I grew up in a Christian home. My parents became Christians way back in the day, um, like in the early, I think, 1980. Yeah, my dad's 40 years a Christian last week. So it so wasn't okay then, like people got ripped into. And when I was growing up, it was highly unusual um, to, to be a Christian, let alone to have a dad who's leading a church. So my dad is the pastor of, of Grace Christian Church. And for those who don't know, that's in Cork City. And we have about, um, I don't know, like 1,300 people in the church. So it's, it's, it's a significant number, especially in Ireland. And he and my mum got saved when they were young adults. And my mum was like 17 and my dad was 19. Um, but for me growing up, it was hard because there wasn't any of the immigration into Ireland. There wasn't um, people coming from Africa that would have a huge faith base. There wasn't people coming from Asia or the Philippines that would have a huge faith base. So if you were a Christian, you were really on your own. So there was like no one in my year that was a Christian. Um, there wasn't many people in my secondary school. And there was over a thousand people. And there wasn't a lot of people who were taking it seriously when I was a teenager either like who had like who were trying to live for Jesus and I think being a Christian in Ireland back then was brutal I think it was just really hard because people didn't understand and there was no other knowledge of having a faith outside of being a Catholic um, and no Tino Shade Catholics absolutely not um, going there or trying to be negative towards them um, but that's what all that people knew and uh, it was just heavy just get mocked and bullied and I shared it before in tribe on a Sunday like when I was um, in secondary school at the time there had come out about cases with um, uh, priests and children and with my dad being a pastor people thought it was something like that um, and they were like, how can your dad have kids if he's not a, if he's a priest, you know? 
Um, so it was just like being ripped into constantly for being a Christian. And I remember that like first to sixth year, it was every day being the butt of the joke, being like just mocked constantly. Um, and there was times then when I didn't want to be a Christian because of that, because it was just, I'm like, why do I want to live this life if I'm just being torn down all the time because of it? Now, looking back as a teenager, if you're any way different, you're going to get ripped into over anything. Never mind being a Christian. Um, but yeah, it was just really tough. And I think when I made kind of a solid decision for Jesus, the first time was when when I was a kid and my faith really kicked in when I went to secondary school. Um, definitely when I was 12 and I was being mocked because of it. Um, but I went away from it for a while. But the next time then was when I was like um, 16. And I just I just knew that Jesus was it. And I was just very like single-minded and this is my life and this is what I was doing. So that was a very long story, but that's my story. What about you, Meg? Tell the people about your faith and how you got to know Jesus. <laughs> First of all, well done for telling your testimony. I uh, mm. got to encourage the sisters and the brothers, but we sisters here like so, yeah. Um, mine was very different and a bit complicated and I think when I tell my testimony I have to go in and around the back roads a bit because it's all the twists and turns but um so my parents weren't Christian um they still aren't Christian um but my grandparents were um and like Dara's dad um my granddad would be considered a pastor as well he preached in churches and stuff so I had a sense of what Dara grew up with um, they took me to church every Sunday I was there pride and joy salam, I live with them now <laughs> they took me everywhere and I wanted to go everywhere they went um, and they had a huge yeah, yeah they had a huge um, impact on my faith um, I remember being in Deer Park shout out to anyone who goes to Grace Christian Church who remembers Deer Park um, but I remember being in Deer Park and like standing up on the chairs um, singing my favourite worship songs so I can see the words not that I could read very well like but you know just wanted to make myself seen or whatever um, and I loved it I loved church I loved the people and like Dara once I got into secondary school even before that like primary school I remember the popular girls and I would have been semi in with the popular girls and semi in with the girls who didn't have a lot of friends so I was kind of able to talk to everyone and I remember one of the most popular girls in our class and um, she decided to give everyone a label one day so she was going around the room and she was like oh she's the funny one she's the pretty one she's the mean one or whatever and she came to me and she was like she's the religious one Ooh. and that didn't sit well with me mm. um, and I didn't like it because I wanted to be the funny one I wanted to be the nice one I wanted to be the pretty one so um at that age it just turned something in me it stirred something in me in a negative sense of course you're like 11 and you're coming into your teenage years you don't want to be seen as the religious one uh, going into school so it just didn't sit well with me um and then like I remember sorry this is a funny story but I didn't none so I went to a catholic school and I didn't none as a teacher and she hated me like she hated me because I went to 
I went to a different church and I, you know, spoke very openly. That's why it was called the religious one, I'd say, because I spoke very openly about the Bible and Jesus from a young age. Um, and I called her out one day in class. She was teaching us about Adam and Eve and she said, well, Eve ate the apple. And I said, well, that doesn't say that in the Bible. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it doesn't say that she had an apple. She had fruit. We don't know what fruit it was. And she had it in for me. So <laughs> funny story. Shout out to Sister Margaret. Um, so when I went into secondary school, I made the conscious choice to stop going to church um, because I didn't want to be seen as the religious one. And I went to a school where most of the girls who I went to primary school with were also in my secondary school. So they knew that side of me already. And like Dara, I got ripped into regardless of if I stayed going to church or not. Um, it was my identity or not. Um, so I was picked on a lot because of it too. Um, and then as the years went on, they started picking on me for other things. So once even when I stopped following Jesus, they didn't stop. So that didn't help. Um, and I remember... One day I was sitting at home and I, I was at the time and I was like, I need to, I need to go to church. I was like, I just feel it. I need to go to church again. And my grandparents were actually um, on a little breakaway for themselves in West Cork in a hotel. And I texted them early in the morning and I said, is it okay if I go to church with you? And I forgot they were away. And they got up at seven in the morning and drove to Cork City to bring me to church because I decided I wanted to go to church again. Mm. So real shout out to John and Betty. They always go the extra mile. Um, and after that, my faith was very up and down. I go to church when I wanted to. I wasn't really living as a Christian. Um, I was very depressed. I was anxious. My life was a roller coaster. Um, and I just didn't have Jesus. I, even when I went to church, I didn't have Jesus. So it had a huge impact on me. And I had just come out of a long-term relationship two years ago. Um, it was semi-long-term, but nearly two years. And I was heartbroken. I was destroyed. I didn't know how I was going to go on. So I went up to my pastor, Mike. Um, love Mike and everything he does for the church and for me as well. He's always up there for me. Um, I went up to him and I said, Michael, I don't know if I can live another day like this. I don't know if I can go on uh, living the life that I'm living, the way I'm feeling. And he reminded me that, you know, God loves me. And he said he'd reach out and give me um, counsellors to talk to. Because don't be ashamed if you struggle with depression. Don't be ashamed of it. It's not a lack of faith. Just putting that in. Um, and next day... Volunteered to vol first time ever in church. I volunteered at a summer camp, a kids summer camp, and as the week progressed, every day I became stronger and stronger in my faith with Jesus. And I didn't know it was stronger in my faith with Jesus. It was me and God more. And by the end of the week, so it was a five day week. By the end of the week, I got up in front of the room of adults, of young adults. And I prophesied into the room. Um, I spoke, I prayed out loud for the first time in a group of people. Um, and God really filled me with the Holy Spirit that night. And when you know, you know, you're in a circle with your Christian friends, just crying, snots, everything. Everyone's crying around you. And the Holy Spirit is just overwhelming you in a positive way.
Um, and from then on, I said, I can't go back. I can't go back to what I knew before. Um, and it hasn't been an easy two years, but it's been a life-changing two years. Um, and the advice I always give the teens and the kids is that when you give your life to Jesus, he doesn't change you. He brings the real you out. Um, and that's what he did. He brought out his daughter who he was waiting to come out the whole time. So that's my testimony, a bit of a weird one, but yeah. Um, I think if you're exploring your faith or you're trying to be, you're trying to live for Jesus in Ireland today, I think there's a lot of blessings in it. I think a, a big thing is mm. what we're doing here, that there is an internet connection, that you do have access to the world, that you can get literally the best sermons in the world. You can get uh, resources that are just for teenagers. You can connect with other teenagers. Even like if you go to church and there's like no teenagers in your church, you can connect to people. If you're listening and you're like, I want to know more about this Jesus thing. I just don't know anyone who's living it. You can connect. So I think there's a huge blessing in that. And I think the, the biggest blessing in being a Christian as a teenager is God hugely rewards that. It talks about it yeah. in the Bible, about um, not forgetting God in the days of your youth and him blessing you in that. And the choices we talk about it all the time, the choices that you make as a teenager are what will impact the rest of your life. It impacts who you are as an adult. And if you're choosing to have a faith, you're building your life on a solid foundation. So you're building um, everything really about who you are and what you do around Jesus. Does that mean that you're perfect and you have to be holy, holy, and you have to be weird? No, hell no. <laughs> um, but it does mean that you're building your life on what God wants for your life and he knows He knows the best and he knows what's best for you. So, um, and you might be listening and saying, okay, how do I do that? You just pray to God. So if you're saying, I want to have Jesus in my life, you just ask him into your life. You literally just talk to him the way we're talking to you now and say, Jesus, I want you a part of my life. I'm sorry for anything I've done wrong. Amen. And that's it. And you don't need to do it again and again every time you mess up. Um, and the biggest thing I can recommend is just reach out to people and, and let them know, reach out to us and, and we can support you and help you. Um, but yeah, I'd encourage you to do it. So that's our testimonies. That's kind of our life when we were teenagers and why did we choose um, to follow Jesus? Um, I think a good question is maybe for people listening, they haven't gone to a church like ours before or their church is very different to ours so we're obviously tribe talks which is part of tribe youth church which is a church just for teenagers it's just for young people do you want to explain to the people meg what is tribe youth church and what do we do yeah, so first and foremost, Tribe Youth Church is for youth and by youth. So what we mean by that is majority of the people who volunteer, and it's all volunteers, um, the majority of the people who volunteer are teenagers or young adults. Um, so I feel like that's a huge encouragement for young people, created by young people. Um, so Tribe Youth Church is just so fun. 
it's a family, it's a community, um, and the structure of it um, would look like, uh, how am I, I can't speak, can you edit this part out? Because I'm like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) So basically at the start of Tribute Church, this is how it would go. So we start off with a game. Um, We welcome everyone, we start off with a game. Uh, shout out to Tammy. She's always amazing at the games. And Dr. Um, Dan. And Dr. Dan, yeah. Doc, I was going to say RIP, but he's not dead. He's just in Canada. Um, <laughs> we love you, Dan. We love you, Dan. We do. Um, um, but yeah, they do the games. They do amazing job. Um, and then we have worship. And our worship is very different. So if you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, you're like, what is worship? That sounds scary. Like, that sounds, like, weird. Worship is basically either when you sing or dance just to praise the Lord. So when you hear of worship songs, it's usually, you think of, like, Hillsong um, or, you know, just a song you've heard in a holy manner before. That's yeah. basically worship. It's an act of um, praising God. So it says in the Bible, anything you do well is a worship. You're worshiping God because he's created you to do it. But in a, in tribe, how we worship is we dance. And some of you are like, oh, never going to tribe, never dancing. Nope, not my scene, uh-huh. not my scene. Um, don't worry. Uh, we have a dance team. I actually head the dance team. Um, and the dance team is just there to facilitate the atmosphere. Usually it's just hype. It's fun. And we're showing teens that you can praise the Lord without being so serious. You can let yourself go. You can jump around. You can stand still if you want to. You can sing. You can scream. You can cry. Whatever you want to do. We're just encouraging you to be yourself through worship. Yeah. So we um, describe that because people still might be like, like, what is this? It's like you're going to a gig or you're going to yeah. like a disco or something. So we have a little stage in, in our church in our building and when we say a church building don't think of a catholic church or something of that nature think of it's like a business building yeah think of like you go into Mahon point and there's an office that's huge in there or something like that that's what it's it's very contemporary but we have a little stage and on that is where the dance team goes so think of like a dance battle dance team that's what it's like and then we call everyone up to the front so we'll have somewhere between 40 and 50 teenagers and it's like a mosh pit they could just be hyping and dancing. It's like going to a gig. Yeah. So, or you can vibe on the side, whatever you want to do. Or you can um, so then, yeah, we encourage you to interact whatever way you can, but yeah, we're not going to give out to anyone. Um, and then after worship, usually Thomas uh, gives the announcements. Um, oh, and we usually do something called... So some of the announcements um we'd usually just announce what's coming up so uh at the start of the year we announced that we went to we were going to top of the rock which we went to and thank you jesus that we got to go to top of the rock before this pandemic happened yes, um of top of the rock was top of the rock is um if you know what glamping is it's a place where um there's like glamp pods so um it's like camping, but in little pods. Um, and then usually more girls would have to, and the boys would get the pod. 
boys and girls. So the boys got to experience the dining hall and the girls got to experience the pods. Um, and it's just wholesome fun. It's old school crack. Uh, by crack, I mean C-R-A-I-C, Irish crack. If yeah. you're listening from anywhere outside of Ireland, it just means fun and banter. Um, and it, the only way I can describe it. What? It's just a trip away. It's just a trip away. I'm just yeah. trying to hype it up. That was one of our announcements. She's shutting me down. That was one of our announcements. Um, and we just announced what's coming up that week. We usually meet up once a month. Uh, we take the teens out somewhere. So um, those will be our announcements. And then we do something called a two-minute testimony. So one of the teenagers who either isn't on the team or maybe even is on the team gets to share their testimony to encourage other teenagers who are watching um, and it's very uplifting um, and you see the diamond in people um, it's amazing and then Miss Dara Burke our youth pastor I know she doesn't like that term but she is our youth pastor um, she gives a live word every week so amen to her and it's just great fun so yeah and that live word or live talk um, I don't preach all the time or talk all the time there's definitely no. other people in rotation including yourself the point of that talk is to basically take the Bible and apply it to everyday life. So like one of the big things with us in Tribe Church is we want to talk about real life issues. And I think if you have listened to our podcast, we we certainly try to do that as well. So we'll talk about uh, anything and everything. And we want it to affect teenagers when they go into school on a Monday morning so that it's real life. so that could be mental health, that could be what's going on in families, that could be friendships, that could be relationships, um, it could be just school in general, like whatever. But we just want it to be like super practical because learning about something that happened in the Bible uh, and a specific character and not translating that into real life just seems like um, a bit silly, um, especially when you're a teenager because you're just trying to figure things out. So that's what our church looks like. Um, our church building is in Cork City Centre, so we're on McCartan Street. It's a three-storey building. 53. 53 McCartan Street. It's next to Spare and across from the Metropole Hotel. But we're part of a larger church. So Tribe Youth Church comes under Grace Church, um, which is kind of like our parent church is what we'd call it. And in that, there's loads of different services or kind of offerings you can go to. So there's things on at different times. So we have a thing called Cafe Church, which is like you going to Starbucks, sitting down, having a cup of coffee and a a little pastry or snack. There's live acoustic music where people sing songs about Jesus. And then the talk is streamed on the television. So super low-key, super chill. A lot of people like that, especially if they haven't gone to church before seems to be very popular. Our main church service is um, on the next floor. So Cafe Church is the bottom floor. The next floor is our main church service. That's on at 10 and 12 on Sundays as well. And on Tuesday nights at half seven. Obviously not during quarantine. If you show up to the building, no one's there. But that service is a big, huge live band. Um, literally hundreds of people in the hall. A very, very kind of um, positive, uplifting, huge energy. Um, but a similar flow as well as Cafe Church, just like a talk, but the talk is live there. We also have Kids Church. So for anyone who has younger brothers and sisters, um, that's for, for primary age. And that is like, I just call that a party. So they have their own services. So fun. 10 and 12 on a Sunday. 
and it's just like flashing disco lights, big huge screens playing um, games and music. There's all toys. It is crazy up in there and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, let, let me tell you a little bit about the curriculum though because I am heavily involved in Kids Church. I love Kids Church. Um, Dara has visited Kids Church a few times so she knows about the party. Um, but we get our curriculum from Hillsong um, and it is amazing. So if, yeah, so if you bring your brother or if you're a parent listening to this and you want to bring your child, um, what's going to happen is they're welcomed in with open arms and they can play with the toys that we have and we have an abundance of fun toys. Like, let me tell you, um, there's fun music playing, um, we have a bit of a dance party. And then their worship is very different. So they actually have the kids. So it's actually run by kids. So the kids get up and they're the worship team. And they also dance, but they sing along. And the dances are on the screens as well for the kids to follow. It's amazing. Um, then we'll do a game usually and we'll announce that anyone who has a birthday will sing happy birthday to you. We'll actually give you a gift as well if it's your birthday. Um yeah and we get the kids to have an opportunity to say bible verses if they've memorized them so they could practice so come off the microphone and they'll say their bible verse and we'll encourage them in their walk with god and in their learning of the bible um and then we'll get out the mats our lovely cushy mats and we'll find a place to sit and there's like five tvs around the room you pick a screen that you want to watch it on and it's like watching tv but you're actually watching a TV show about learning about the Bible. Um, so we watch two of those and it is amazing. And then we split off into what is called a KDG, which means Kids Discipleship Groups. And it's split up between four to six-year-olds, seven to nine-year-olds and 10 to 12-year-olds. So you're not mingling with people who are older than you or younger than you. And your leader then just leads the group and you get to have a discussion or you get to color if you're younger. You get to play other games and it's just a whole bunch of fun and you get jellies when you leave so it is super fun yeah went into a big like sales pitch there (laughs) for our church but just to give give people a sense this is this is our church and this is what we do a bit more on tribe youth church let's talk about that so yeah tribe started um back in 2012 so it's, it's eight years this year and it started off as a youth group so it was just part of Grace Church and um, basically over the years has changed and grown and I've been part of it since then, since 2012. And in 2018, September 2018, we wanted to start a church that was just for teenagers. And it was a big step of faith because definitely in the Republic of Ireland, we, we weren't aware and we're still not aware of a church we know that there's youth services, but this is a like this is a church it's a, on its own in effect that is just for teens, and uh, God has just blessed it hugely. Our church service isn't on during the main meeting services that we talked about ten and twelve, and that's because we can't fit enough people in the building. There is no space, so when you come to our church, it is popping, it is heaving. It's like Patrick. Amen. Saturday morning, Amen. Trying to make your way through. So we had to do a service after church. We looked at other venues on McCartan Street and none of them would work. So teenagers don't have to come to our service. That's the big thing. Their parents 
are gone anyway, but they choose to stay. So on a typical Sunday, we'll have anywhere between 40 up to 50 kids, uh, teenagers coming. Um, we are in the main room in, in our church. Huge lights, music is blaring. Uh, we have the sound as well. Um, and before that, before half one, up on the top floor of our church, people just hang out. So we have teenagers just chilling, hanging out, and you can kind of come from really half 12 on. So there's an hour of that beforehand. Our heart behind having a space like Tribe Youth Church is, I think when you're a teenager, I think everyone will agree with this, you're super open to new experiences. That's why people be getting langers. That's why you be doing a drug. That's why you're getting off with different people. You're just very open to trying new things, yeah. I think, and one of the reasons for doing Tribe Church is God wants you to, to know him and he knows you intimately and it's just creating a space for that. So if there's a space for teenagers to explore their faith, more teenagers will do that. Um, and if you come to your own conclusion on it, fab, whether that's good or you're going, this isn't for me, but at least you've thought about it. So the same way that there's a space for going drinking on a Friday night, if there's a space for, excuse me, teenagers to meet with each other who who love Jesus, there's more teenagers who are going to follow Jesus then. So that's our heart behind it. We do a lot of trips. We have a lot of fun. And yeah, that's Tribe Youth Church. And if you want more information, go to our Instagram at Tribe Youth Church. <laughs> um, if you want more information about our church, you can go to graceireland.com. Obviously, during quarantine, um, nothing is open so it's all online so on a Sunday and Tuesday you can catch church normally normal Grace Church on Facebook or Instagram and for Tribe Youth Church we're on at half one on a Sunday on Instagram as well yeah yeah we all online and we're yeah. trying our best to make it as normal as possible and we have small groups and, and stuff like that. So stay tuned in to see what you can get involved with because you're more than welcome. Yeah. And I think as well, like the blessing behind this quarantine is that you don't have to step into a church to experience what's going on. Like you can, there's just like the safety of your phone and just having a look. So I think that's good. You okay, Meg? Yeah. Um, the Zoom... You're going to hear it anyway at times. This Zoom has just been a joy and a privilege and an honour. Good times. Yes. The connection over here is just unbelievable. I love the editing for a hot minute. Um, yeah. But all good. Um, so yeah, that's what our church looks like. We went in depth. Yes. But we love our church. Um. Third and final question, I think, Meg. Yeah. Let's, let's call it a day after this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I won't even say what I'm about to do. What is it like being a Christian in Ireland today? Very good question. I think many people's experiences will differ depending, but my experience... Um, is if you truly own your faith 
if you really have Jesus in your heart and he is your Lord and Savior, it is a privilege and a joy to spread his word in the our nation of Ireland. Um, I know it can be really scary. Irish people can be scary as friendly as we are when it comes to religion or um, God in general. Um, we're a very controversial country. Um, the Republic, I'm speaking about the Republic of Ireland. Um, we're very controversial and, you know, I think that's known worldwide for our history on religion. Um, but when you have Jesus in your heart and you're allowing him to change you, you're leaning into him and you're trusting him with everything that you have, he gives you a renewed strength. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm so extremely introverted, the thought of telling someone or even talking to someone new about the weather, let alone about Jesus, scares the living daylights out of me. God gives you strength, but he knows what you can handle. And he gives everyone different gifts. And if your gift is to spread the gospel, if your gift is to talk to new people about Jesus, then lean into it. Don't be afraid of it. And lean into whatever God has put on your heart during this quarantine. If he's asking you to reach out to certain people, if he's asking you to start something new, if he's asking you to stop people, just lean he has your best interest. Irish Christian you get very um, people underestimate you people underestimate faith I think anyway um, and you can either be seen you know, it's never something just to do because if you're a Christian in Ireland you're taking it very seriously because you know how controversial it is um, and if you're young if you're a teenager or a young adult you're underestimated even more um, and people doubt how serious you're actually taking it, and you can use that to your advantage. And you can show the you can show anyone the fire of God that you have inside of you. Um, and these might seem like scary phrases, but if you have Jesus in your heart, you know what I'm talking about. You experience the fire of God. Um, and I think give a chance bold to be bold in Jesus, because uh, we're not a nation full of Christians. We're in the 0.1% um, if you're our age, um, which means any conversation you have about Jesus, you're being bold. You're not being arrogant. You're not being you're cocky. You're not showing off your faith. You're being bold and you're taking a step of faith and God will always honour that no matter what. Um, so I would highly encourage you if you're a Christian or even if you're not a Christian and you're a teenager and you're exploring your faith and you want to go deeper in your faith with God, just lean into him, trust him, and he'll never do you wrong. He'll never forsake you. And if you feel like, oh, I, ca I can't do that, you can't, but God can. Um, so that would be my answer. You just get a new braveness and a boldness um, because of the stigma that's been built up in Ireland. And um, so you're an underestimated weapon is what I'd say. Jesus. <laughs> I think if you're introverted like me, um, I think your actions can speak louder than words at times. I think, as Meg said, God can give you a gift of evangelism. And, that, and like, God, if you, you're like, what are these gifts? How'd you get these gifts? Where'd you get them? <laughs> um, 
level up level up in the bible it just talks about that um god has created you for a certain reason and purpose and there's different gifts that you can receive and and the gifts aren't tangible they're not physical things it's it's spiritual things and evangelism is is telling people about jesus and i think that i think i know that meg has that gift she's a she's a good talker um and very persuasive um but but if you're like me even though i talk a lot from a church point of view i'm I'm very introverted uh, as a person what i've seen over the years is that my actions speak louder than my words that i don't need to tell people all the time about jesus and how i carry myself um what i do say um, i'm very careful on um, i know when to speak and when not to speak and i think just be aware of that people just watch how you carry yourself people notice that apparently if you're not getting langers why aren't you getting langers if you're not getting off with people all the time why aren't you doing that your actions speak louder than words um, and when those conversations arise and people are interested and they and they will arise it's just being prepared to have those chats and all you need to do is talk about what God has done in your life and people can't go against that because that's your experience you're not pushing it down their throat you're just saying this is what Jesus has done for me so you don't have to be super holy holy but Meg talked about it like as in she spoke about when she wasn't following Jesus and being depressed and being anxious and now that she is Jesus in her life she doesn't struggle with those things the same way that's the freedom in Jesus and I think Mm. that's what people need to know what's it like being a Christian in Ireland today I think it's better than what it was before um, I think every few years it's it's improving. This quarantine is really softening people. And there's people who I know that would have openly said they did not believe in Jesus. Now, they would have been very respectful of my faith. And I posted some stuff on Instagram about God. Nothing major. It was literally a saying... I posted it yesterday. If God, if God, if this is for me, bless it. And if it's not, block it. And someone who I'm really good friends with, but who openly doesn't believe in God, came back and said, oh, I like that. Just people have softened because life is hard and the reality of life is kicking in and they need a hope. And the only hope is Jesus because the governments don't know what they're doing. We, like, we can't control it. We can't control what's going on because it's all environmental. So... I think moving forward, what it's going to be like being a Christian in Ireland, I think it's going to be better. I think if you're part of great church at the start of the year, Pastor Tom, who's my dad, and pastor is just ahead of a church, in case you're wondering all this time in the podcast, he had um, a vision, and a vision is like an image that you get from God, and it was about hundreds of people and thousands of people trying to get into our church, and we prayed on the new bridge at the start of the year um and we were just talking about it over the last few weeks and the two of us were saying me and him do not think that's going to happen after quarantine after this is done that during this time people have been searching and looking for an answer because it's not at the end of a bottle it's not in the money that you have relationships are so important but everyone's human they're looking for something more um so i think when we come out of this there's going to be a bit of an explosion of people looking for Jesus. So what it's like being a Christian in Ireland today, like as in today, today, during quarantine, 
I think we're in a good place. I think people are much more open to conversations. People who haven't been good with Jesus are looking to get good with Jesus. And I'm like, <laughs> she's just doing a stretch. Um, I think that it's it's a good time. And I just think if you are a Christian, just get ready for those chats. It's nothing heavy. Um, but today is definitely a better time than it was a few years ago or even this time last year. I think people are much more open to to hearing about it. Um, so yeah, you okay? Yeah, I'm sending you talk. <laughs> Thanks. Um, they're kind of our, our main three questions. How is our time doing? I'd say we're well over the half an hour. So let's call it a day for today. I think look a very different podcast from us like we're just talking about being Irish and being Christians and probably what it's like being a teenager um, but we hope that you enjoy this any last words from you Mike? as always we love you we appreciate you you are more than welcome to anything that we are providing to the teenage public of Ireland um, and peace and blessings on your way Peace and blessings. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.